Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Is this what we're going to start the show with? Oh, yeah, let's fuck it Henry has his phone on the table, Marcus. You have to get your phone off the table, Henry. All right, welcome to the show. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. All right, let's fuck it about it. What is it? What is that? Oh, let's fuck it about it. It's like if Chili could speak. Yeah, and the, the macaroni too. Com- combination of, of Santana and uh, Robert Jameson. What's his name for Robert Matchbox? D- Matchbox oh, 29? That would be Rob, Rob Thomas. Rob, Rob Thomas. Thomas. Which band was he was in? Matchbox, Matchbox 67? Matchbox 20. That's right, the 20. Yeah. Who I saw live with Everclear. That's a hell of a concert That's not so to go amazing. to. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe you did that. Did you become a man that day? <laughs> <laughs> and I got little sprouts on my balls. That's good, Marcus. Firehouse opened. Well, speaking of terror. <laughs> firehouse? Just oh, me- no. I haven't thought about Firehouse in forever. Is Watch, that Lighthouse? That- is that the same as the song with the, 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 the uh, hanging on on a motion? Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one. That's Firehouse. That's great. Oh, that's the worst. Well, that's the most horrific thing we're going to talk about today. <laughs> All right. It just makes me think of Firehouse Subs. Man, I get sick every time I eat there. You are always one <laughs> that's degree a free away. free ad for Firehouse Subs. <laughs> one degree away from a sandwich thought. That's phenomenal. Well, speaking of horrifying things, today we're going to discuss the Bridgewater Triangle. Well, first of all, I want to say it's so good to be back in the studio. Yeah. It's nice to have you back here. I remember the seat. It still has the dents from my ass cheeks. Yes, it does. Which I, I know that it's like a memory foam. It's a memory foam chair, except it's, steel. it's plastic. Yeah. yeah, it's a steel <laughs> chair that's not supposed to bend. No, it's so nice to feel at home. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, my God. All right. Well, don't make yourself that comfortable. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Bridgewater Triangle. Yes. Now, Bridgewater Triangle, I, 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 it is, it's a brand new paranormal spot. Well, it's basically brand new as of the 1970s. Okay. Um, it is a triangle that is 200 miles. I, I don't know what the term is. I'm 200 not gonna say square right. miles. Yeah, that, that is in the dead center of uh, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. based upon this place, based around a central location uh, called the Hakamak Swamp. Hakamak. 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 That's not Hebrew. It's not. <laughs> no, that's Indian. It's, oh, Indian. Okay. It's from the Wampanoag tribe. Yeah, the, the Wonka Wonka Chunka <laughs> tribe. Yeah, well, that's all the fun. way from, you know, Santa Classy, 
Montenegro. I don't know where <laughs> Indians are from. The, well, America. They're from here. They're from yeah. Massachusetts. And this is a, it's an incredible paranormal hotspot that has been known. Uh, if, a crazy amount of sightings of UFOs, Bigfoot, uh, other cryptozoological creatures, yeah. the Thunderbird, gigantic snakes. Um, it's a real buffet, huh? It's a real mm, buffet. Ghosts. You want. We, it's, it's kind of amazing. And, uh, and then best of all, satanic murder. Satanic murders and regular murder. Just murder of all kinds. Both it kinds is. of murders, Both. huh? Regular and, and, reg- yeah. and regular. Huh. Yeah, and That's diet. Amazing. Yeah. And so all of these events tend to take place around this swamp, and this, they think the swamp is the uh, is the breeding ground for all this. The uh, swamp and uh, Falls River Forest. Yes, okay. and they yeah. say that there's a lot of, uh, and that, that Greyhound, there's a Greyhound racing track that they've seen a number of ghosts. And it's really strange because it's in the middle yeah. of what is necessarily like a very habited spot, but it's it's another sort of, it's, a, it, it's kind of like Stonehenge. It's kind of like there's another place in Vermont called the Bennington Triangle. Mm. which people go disappear in all the time. There's like 10 documented disappearances that happen in Vermont. And I it's mean, can't just, you really just make a triangle anywhere? You can't. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like these people are really overused. Well, what about, how, I want to see a, a crazy rectangle This sometimes. is how you sell a new paranormal hotspot. you got to give it a thing. You call it the gates of hell. You yeah. call it the, the Framingham trapezoid. I don't know. <laughs> the, and, the haunted parallelogram. I would never go to a haunted parallelogram. That's awful. I want to get to mud on your shoes. You do. I want to go to this great hound though and bet on all the ghost dogs that'll be amazingly fun we should do it we'll just get into huge fights over which ghost dog won because there were no actual ghost dogs and you just have to claim victory first all right That's good. Um, so let's just start with some history of the area. It's kind of amazing. So I heard this on Coast to Coast. There's a new documentary yeah. that's coming out about it called The Bridgewater Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way you could see it is that you have to pay for a ticket that is a How? live stream of the live show that they show the movie at. It's retar- It's <sighs> stupid. Just as simple as that. Just huh? download <laughs> the movie. Just put it out so I can download it. But I, uh, there was an interview with a man named Christopher Pittman, who is another paranormal researcher who uh, basically helped define everything that's going on. On in, in the triangle, he categorized it out, and we're going to kind of hit you with the wave of yeah. information today. That's great. All right, Marcus. Well, uh, what do we want to start with first? Well, it starts with King Philip's War way back in the 1700s. Many people say that this was the most brutal and bloody Indian War in the entire frontier Now, period. this is really where, wow. like, the evil got shat into the swamp, right? <laughs> but, is, okay. but technically, it started before that. Like, the Hockamock Swamp is known as Devil Swamp, right? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that what it means well, in, the, in, uh, um, in, um, in Clickalacky, whatever the name of their language? Whatever is the no. name of their language? The Native Wampanoagan. Wampanoagan. Well, no, the uh, the Indians, they called it a place of spirits. It was the white man who named it the Devil's Swamp. Well, absolutely. Uh, because we're better with branding. You know, that is the thing. Look at Nike, you know. In Wampanoagan, it was translated to place where spirits dwell. Yeah, yeah, Spirit apartment building. Yeah. Which is uh, another thing. It's kind of like 227, but it's just dead Indians. Right. That's very nice, the way that rolls off your tongue. <laughs> and you get a certain joy out of saying the words, dead, dead Indian. Indian. <laughs> well, in the course of this war, there were... Amaz- it's a Indian. A In the course of this war, there was an amazing amount of brutality happening on both sides. You had people being skinned. You had corpse mutilation. You had plenty of... You had people with their arms hacked off. You had the Ooh. worst shit. But at the... Fi- at and the that was just Easter weekend. Hello. Hello. Please. Hey, young men. So at the end of the war, though, the whole war ended with... The the uh, death of King Philip, which King Philip was a name that they gave, that the white men gave to, to the, leader the leader of the Wampanoag, Wampanoag uh, Metacomet. Wow, yeah. they really gave him a white name. 
They did. King yeah. Philip is the whitest of all the names. Well, yeah, it's like all the slaves we, we brought over and started calling them, you know, like Drysdale and, and Beckinshire, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Tucker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is this is my house slave, Macintosh. <laughs> <laughs> he would go on to become a computer. We literally used his bones for parts of a computer. The computer didn't work, but it was also scary to look at. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So mission accomplished. <laughs> so Philip was finally killed by John Alderman, who was what they call a praying Indian, meaning okay. that he was a race trader uh, and had converted to Jesus and had hooked up with this famous Indian hunter named Captain Benjamin Church. Now, they also, they, the way they found them, they found them deep inside the Hockamock Swamp because yes. the idea was that they knew that the white man was scared of going in there. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, white man never come in haunted swamp. This <laughs> stupid white man. They don't yeah. know we have barbecues in here. They have a good time in the swamp. Right, right, they right. You don't know right. this is a vacation spot for us, and they're oh, here they come. <laughs> and then boom! He gets shot right in the chest. I oh, told you to bad. stop playing bad company so loud in the boombox. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's for not a party tr- without some bad company, huh? <laughs> well, the mi- white man has come, for truly we are now in bad company. <laughs> Oh, right. I'm not even going to allow You get out of here, Anawan. You are too funny. You are too funny for me. (laughs) I mean, these are very, very funny Indian jokes. Very good. So after King Philip was killed, his body was beheaded and dismembered. They quartered him. Uh, They picked four nearby trees and they tied four. They cut his body into four pieces and tied a part of his body onto four different trees. The hand was chopped off. It was given to Alderman as a trophy. Oh, okay. uh, and cool had, yeah, and you'd also do trophy. that thing at parties where he'd be like, "Nice to meet you," and hand it out, and it'd just yeah, be yeah. the dead hand, and he'd pull it out of his sleeve, and you're like, oh, <laughs> "Another <laughs> funny joke." No, he actually did kind of do stuff like that. What he did is <laughs> yeah. he took the hand, he <laughs> preserved it in a bottle of rum, mm. and he'd take it around to uh, taverns, and he would allow the owners to display it in exchange for free drinks. That's Hell perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that one. I'm sure the people took sips of this rum as well. There was that one. Oh, the toe uh, rum. Yeah, the toe rum, where you had to touch your lip to the dead toe and then i guess you get a more rum no yeah. this is so he did all that basically to scare the population to because the idea is that they, this was during like before america was started they were like yeah. clearing out america they were clearing clearing out native americans so that we could build condos well, well by the this time, is a nice little history that you just before america was started they were clearing out native americans so we could build condos <laughs> daddy tell me more about america well, all right now native americans were these human roaches that used to live here before white people got here no Daddy, why did I get an F in my history class? I told him what you said. It's a liberal media-run school, Adrin child. They, they said you were r- r- racist. Well, by the time that this whole all of this started, most of this tribe, most of the Indians in this area had already been wiped out by smallpox. And in uh. fact, all of these operations, it was essentially a cleanup operation. And even with their dwindled numbers, they still almost kicked the shit out of us. Yeah, because yeah. The, the white people are just, we're scared yeah. in general. And so right. as soon as you start going like, ah, you know, like they're going to like get <laughs> in the swamp. It's that's scary. Yeah, I don't want to go in there because you see pictures of Hockamock Swamp and it's true. It's it is a nearly untouched piece of prehistoric landscape. There's like they said that they found, there, you know, another piece of history there is that a recent uh, excavation found bodies that are rumored to be 8000 years old. Yeah. A, it, was, it was a burial ground. It was a <laughs> sacred place. That's not possible. 
What? The Earth is only 6,000 years old. <laughs> oh, Lord. So uh, that would be an impossibility to find an 8,000-year-old body. But And they still find fun. bones in this swamp all the time. There's it's bones in the swamp. There's bones in the swamp. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's just a swamp that's full of people bones. Yeah. It's just, is, it is, a, is, it is a, a gigantic like bathtub full of spirit goop. Yeah. All right. So, and, the, so and they, Yeah, and, and as far as scaring the Indians go, after they killed King Philip, they put his head on a spike. Okay. Uh, they carried the head throughout the town parading it. And in fact, they also cut other people's heads off, uh, cut other people's heads off, and they d- uh, displayed the head of King Philip on uh, the on the gates of a, a fort, and it remained there for 25 years at the very least. Cool. And so after all this, that's of great. Course they, that's how I'd knock on the door. You grab the jawboat, and you go, dunk, 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 and you go, hey, how you doing, buddy? And you're <laughs> yeah. like, ah, you still got it, King, you just King like, Philip. You encourage your friend to push his nose, and then you're like, ding, dong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ding, dong. That used to be a guy. That was a person, yeah. <laughs> now he feels like his flesh is like rotten off the bone. That's oh, a really it is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, he's, a, he's quite a pulled pork up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, this is going to be great. So speaking of trophies, the biggest trophy that they took from King Philip was his wampum belt. Now, there's a this lot of people. This is not real stuff. Yeah. This is <laughs> true. Wampum belt. This is all true. So, uh, Anawan, his like second in command, when King Philip was murdered, basically he kept the the, the insurgents going, and mm-hmm. Anawan was finally discovered and murdered. And so, his wampum belt that he had, that was basically the told the the wampum belt told the story of their entire tribe. I see. And there's a lot of people who believe that that this wampum belt disappeared, and that because it's gone, that's why this activity has been taking place in the Bridgewater so tribe. It's a belt that continues to tell the story that is going. Do you do you gain weight with the history? No, I mean, no, no. These people were skinny. No. These people didn't wear clothes. They didn't even need belts. All right, it was just like wearing a homecoming sash. Are you Native American, <laughs> Henry? Because you're describing yourself. Yes, I wish I was. Because then I'd be at yeah. home. That's a bacon sash. I could live in a tent. In a tent. Yeah. You know, I got feathers on my head. You'll be like, oh, this sweat lodge is so hot. And they'll be like, it's the winter and it's freezing. You're just morbidly it's obese. It's just good to get the toxins out. Um, but no, You're so the this, only one sweating. But during the making, was a really fun story that was during the making of the Bridgewater Triangle. They were talking to this man named Joseph D. DeBondre, I believe. DeBondre. Let me like, get his name correct. Uh, Joseph... Uh, DeAndrade, Joseph DeAndrade, uh, that he uh, basically they were speaking with Joseph DeAndrade, who like heads up this paranormal research center in the, in Massachusetts that's been studying the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the wampum belt, and he was just like, "Yeah, there's like some talk that maybe if this wampum belt is returned to the Bridgewater Triangle, all the activity will stop here, and then mm-hmm. the whole power of the set shut off, like all the lights blew out." And so they're like, "Okay, they replace all the batteries, and then they started the interview again." And he's just like. So maybe we should be working on finding that wampum belt and bringing it back to this triangle as if he was talking to Anawan yeah. and the lights went back out again. Yeah. And like right after they changed batteries. It's a cool thing. It Don't is look a at cool me. Thing. No, I'm not yeah. looking at you like it's not real. <laughs> I'm not even suspecting that it's not real. I mean, there's yeah. no way that this was a micro budget like documentary being made by a bunch of halfwits. I mean, I kind of want to see the Energizer Bunny, like, you know, drum his way past the set. The only problem is that the belt has long been lost. They say it was lost at sea. Uh, They were sending it back over to um, the king of of England at the time. As soon as I bust that belt, I just toss it in the ocean. (laughs) Uh, And they say that this theory is why there's uh, so many instances of depression, insanity, suicide, murder, tragic car incidents, drownings, all kinds of horror horrible things very real life horrible things happen so, in this area but yeah. 
We're not going to get to those just yet. No, those are the those are the good ones. That's let's, the, let's that start is with the it. juicy. So well, let's even just begin where. So this place is a hot spot for every single thing we cover. Right. Everything. everything that we cover, it, it, it appears in the Bridgewater Triangle. It's kind of amazing. Mm. So I'll start with. So UFOs. You now, as we've, we've if you've if you've listened to this podcast long enough, I mean, you uh, you probably have a personality issue, but you yeah. also <laughs> um, know by now that what we've learned is that in, in spots like this, there's often there's many kinds of activity where there's elves, there's UFOs, where there's sto- right. you know Stonehenge, there's UFOs, where there's you know the pyramids with the gigantic you know galactic batteries mm-hmm. built by aliens. You're going to see UFOs, of course, because they're going to be charging the shit there. Right, you know what I mean, right. that's where the wireless energy comes from. You got sure. sound technology. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff. There's a whole bunch really of, get into it. of real things out there. But the first documented UFO sighting of the Bridgewater Triangle took place on May 10th, 1760. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Now, oftentimes they said they saw a sphere of fire, which yeah. you have a lot in the Bridgewater Triangle, which again, I mean, they talk a lot about, you know, like there is the truth of swamp gas because there there's a lot of sediment and dead bodies that are all in the bottom of the well, Hockamock Swamp. The swamp gas is a gas that makes you trip balls, basically. It basically so, either makes you trip balls or yeah. it ignites in the air because of static electricity in the clouds. Right. Like, like in the beginning of, of storms, basically farts will come out of the Earth swamps farts, yeah. and then, then it will just set on fire in the night. And so I'm like, oh, it's an alien. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're just reason. stupid. Or, yeah. Or, or I mean, it's real. Or, or it's, it's an alien. An alien. Yeah, um, so in 1760. Who are we to judge? We're not judging type people. You know? <laughs> I ain't no Judge Judy. <laughs> That's right. Until we become Judge Judy, then um, we can't judge. So, we was, <laughs> so according to historical records, a UFO emitted light bright enough to cast a shadow in the bright sunlight. The sound made by the object, oddly enough, was heard sooner <laughs> at the middle of the course than it was at the beginning. Isn't hmm. that something? That's just that's a 1760 UFO sighting. But yeah, I feel like yeah. a lot of those because they're like, oh, you know, I feel like in the 1760s there were even more blasé about seeing UFOs because they were just right. like, it's God's fingernail, <laughs> you know, some retarded, <laughs> just some dumb answer. Um, yeah. But it's been happening forever and ever. Um, there is uh, two undertakers were driving a cottage from West Bridgewater in 1908 to the center of Bridgewater mm-hmm. when the incident occurred shortly after 3 a.m. They described the object as looking like an unusually strong lantern about two and a half feet in diameter, illuminating a large object resembling a balloon bag. They watched it for at least 40 minutes, which is a long time to watch a balloon bag. It is a long time. <laughs> which is, what is a balloon bag? It's just I a mean, balloon, right? I just want to, you know, see the guy who was talking to his wife and he's like, you wouldn't believe it, honey. I put a lantern on a stick and now it's way up there in the sky and it's illuminating a larger area than we've ever illuminated before. And these undertakers are freaking out. People are They're going crazy. They think it's an alien. By um, the way, I googled balloon bag, and apparently, it's a bag to carry balloons. Oh, <laughs> not just a clever name. Perfectly put together. That's great. Um, so this is the first sight in 1760. We got that a couple was 1760, of and then no, this was 1908. 1908. This is 1908. A couple on saw this. They watched it for 70 minutes. Though one newspaper reported that all of the balloons in which ascensions are made in this state were accounted for. Not because a lot this to is do, a time huh? where people, yeah, you were counting balloons in the sky because hot yeah. air balloons was like taking the train. Danger. <laughs> way to take to get it from place to place because you're just in a basket with yep. some drunk shooting flames into a <laughs> yep. giant balloon. You know what I mean? That's, to me, is really scary. That is insane. You yeah. know, and we already trust the people that we trust to drive our trains, which are, you know, largely... You know, the recently hospitalized. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, there's a lot of trust. Undereducated and, and overtired. That's so really it, the problem. So mm-hmm. it really started bursting in the 1960s. Of course, UFOs, were, the whole country was UFO crazy, especially after Roswell. And then this was also the same time as Mothman. This, the 1960s. Well, War of the Worlds was coming out and things like this. Radio was really well, That was in the 1930s. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a long before yeah, long this. Long before this has been. Well, this is the fifties. You, you just you just kind of look at all history like a big drunk blur. You just think that <laughs> it's, it is everybody. sort of a, a drunken painting. But uh, but no, I mean in the grand scheme of time, Henry, it's true. Yes. I would not say that twenty years is a very long amount of it. It's true. No, so there's just so many. There are many many UFO sightings. But here's another one. So here's, here's a bunch in a row. Two huge UFOs were seen landing near Route 44 in Tonton in December 1976, mm. and we'll learn about Tonton. We'll get had to Tonton crazy insane an insane asylum that was totally haunted um no march, i don't believe it i know it's kind of crazy yeah. you know they're so peaceful yeah um uh, march 23rd 1979 two newsmen from whdh saw an object shaped like a home plate on a baseball diamond emit a mysterious green substance at the junction of routes 24 and 106 also in tonton in january 1991 a green flying disc was seen in bridgewater moving slowly and silently in an altitude of about 50 feet illuminating a large area with a powerful spotlight you see this over and over again a lot of times which you hear a lot in uh ufo sightings where they saw two objects go up in the sky merge together shoot back apart spit droplets of light out of themselves and then shoot up into the sky and like there's a lot they they said that like you know people seeing like red lights doing geometrical patterns you know just kind of doing crazy shit and just people like planes don't move like that (laughs) they all say i mean you don't know you don't know how planes move but we know how planes move you see but you know what about a special plane yeah what about like a that's a ufo that's true. <laughs> that is actually true. Yeah. We're talking about government special planes, though. Government? Go- government. Yeah. Government. Oh, government. Go- no, government. Government. Because <laughs> that's, oh, that's the secret government that they don't want us to know about. Is the go- the they don't, government. They, we all say shadow government, but the government calls it the government. Government, yeah. Because they're like- making the rules that the rule players have to follow. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. <laughs> That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You pet your dog. But you're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox decides and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively, but BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And oh, they love their life and they love the they love what BarkBox brings because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right. Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put 
photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, I fight to set my child up for success, which is why, as I sit and read Carmi and Wendy Dune, trying to explain to them the concepts of the savior complex not working, doubling back on itself, the concept of what does it mean to be a living God? What are those limitations? What are those expectations? And honestly, I know they just want chicken. But there are kids out there that need this type of direct help. And IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them understand and master topics in a fun way. Not unlike me, reading children, Dune Messiah, getting to about 365, seeing where they're at. See if they understand anything. There's no more grading these worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. You can't even believe it! You don't want to make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast in the left listeners could get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash left to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, this guy is, yeah, 20-year-old George Lacay saw a UFO in his hometown, Bridgewater. According to the local newspaper, the Sunday Enterprise, Lacay saw a distant red light. He stated, it was moving all around. It was moving in shapes. Planes don't move. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good all, point. That's all they do. Oh, about Yo, but that. that's just so, you know, t- there's nothing specific. No one got raped, it seems like. No, it there, there, like no aliens no. finger popping. Anybody. Well, then it's not. It never happened. You know, yeah. that's you know? the evidence we're looking for. Yeah. Nobody, but no, there yeah. countless UFO sightings. It's a hot spot for it. And the other thing it's a major hot spot for is ye old Bigfoot, yeah. also known as the Boston Ape. Dickhead. I don't know what the actual term. <laughs> the Boston is. Ape Dickhead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. heard that. I've heard it described knows, that way. I'm really afraid that a lot of these sightings were just Ed Larson from when we were doing shows in Boston. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Just wandering over there because it's always like looking over and it's just like I saw a bear man and he was mm-hmm. sucking on a natty light and talking about all the Almond Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Ed Larson. It's like he couldn't have been a man because he was too much bear to be a man. Well, this does seem like an area where a Sasquatch would hang out, though. These swamp plants, very. Uh, I guess so. Woody, yeah. very. Uh, no, it, many places to hide. Said, it's like very, that. it's ancient and deep, yeah. and it's mm. very hard to get through. And here's a similarity yeah. I've noticed as far as swamp apes goes: that a lot of swamp apes, much like the swamp apes in Florida, mm-hmm. the the smell of a skunk accompanies. Yeah, them. they all that's, they're all that's real what stinky. They all say they, the swamp apes right. are stinky apes. Yeah, it's the so, stinkiest c- of all the apes. This has been happening over and over. In 1970, many people saw a hairy, seven foot tall monster, Ben Kissel. Mm, that's fun. <laughs> that's a funny little joke. Though. He's not hairy. I'm not that hairy. Yeah, that's the problem. 
problem. It's, it's sometimes standing upright, but sometimes running off on four legs. Footprints were found in the mud, and for two days and nights, Bridgewater Police and Massachusetts State Police with attack dogs stage a hunt for a giant bear, even though bears have been extinct in the area for a long time because they killed them all. Yeah. I mean, you know, this would be the time to go commit some petty crimes. You know, no, all, there's, the, all the uh, local law enforcement are looking for a fucking skunk ape. You know, yeah, you there, the there's so many store. people. Many years ago, uh, hunting uh, a man in 1978 shot an animal that looked like a bear. After the shot, the boy and his uncle heard a cry that seemed half animal and half human, like, oh. Yeah, that's like, about oh, right. Oh, ow. 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 We shot a man that, dog bear. Is that a man dog bear? Yeah, you never know. Um, and they found him. They found bloody hair out. And it's one of my. Fa- but one of my favorite sightings was two police officers. Um, I'm just trying to find the year for this. Two police officers, I believe, it was in 1971, were sitting in their car outside of the Hockamock Swamp doing paperwork. And literally, uh, they they felt uh-huh. the whole paperwork. Car, paperwork. Huh? Mm-hmm. They were blowing each other. They were blowing <laughs> each other, smoking joints, <laughs> drinking whiskey. It's 1971. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was all just about being around, well, having the, a good time. Yeah, what's having these mustaches if we don't blow each other. But they know? literally <laughs> felt the whole car lift up. Boom, boom, boom. boom. They turn around yeah. and they saw just a, an animal just like look at him go like and then just like run back into the <laughs> yeah. forest. You know, they're like, these damn skunk ape bears are playing around with our police. We're going to give them a ticket. And they, I, don't, I can't they, do a Boston accent. That's why I keep sliding back into the South. Uh, yeah. Boston. These ape bears. They run Boy, they're the going to give them a ticket. <laughs> That's We're just a bad Ted Kennedy. <laughs> That's awful. Holy oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, come here. There, Bigfoot, he comes and he plays with my police car. I'm going to I'm gonna give him a summons. Yeah, <laughs> Is that good Boston? No. No. No, <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Am I not going to be in Goodwill Hunting 9? No, no, no. I don't even think they're going to make it. They're not going to go past 7. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're going to be just fine. Yeah, so um, this, the Sasquatch shook up their car a little bit, which seems like a... This, this, the one thing about the Sasquatch, he just seems to be a friendly giant, doesn't he? He really does. There's you been know, no reported steals, death. What they of, say a lot uh, of times is with Bigfoot, it's like there's another story of Bigfoot stealing a guy's fish. That's fun. Yeah, the guy, he like found a fish, he looked up, he, he, he said uh, something kept following me and I knew it was big. So I, t- so I took the boat down a small creek to a dry hill and kept mm-hmm. moving. That was Joe Baker. You know, it's like, and then Joe Baker, it's like, saw it. He saw, he finally said, it was a shadowy hair covered giant. I knew it wasn't a human because when I passed by me, I could smell it. Smell like a skunk. Musty and dirty. Like it lived in the dirt. Busty and nutty? Is that what he's Musty doing? and dirty. Oh, and I see. Nutty. I, don't, I thought I heard busty and nutty, but maybe I just haven't that's jacked all, off in a while. That's all you want to <laughs> Tell that's me more about busty and nutty things. If you saw that in an About Me on OKCupid, you'd be like, you, Amanda, are going to be my wife. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, Look and then there are a lot of other Christological, 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 we sightings, a, yeah. um, including uh, giant birds, uh, thunderbirds mm. flapping around. Now what's this thunderbird all about? I had it's a just a big bird. It's just a huge bird. Is it I mean, spit lo- fire or anything like no, that? No, some people say yeah. that they could be pterodactyls. Their wingspans are about 8 to 12 feet long. Okay. And it could be something like much like the Loch Ness Monster. Or right. Like an ancient bird. Or like an ancient bird. And as we all know, the birds did descend from the dinosaurs. Yeah, so it's quite That's possible. There are big birds. There yeah, are. the condor you know, is quite large. You know, a condor you is very big, yeah. Something could have gotten caught there, you know. There's the sightings of watching thunderbirds fight each other in the sky, and then there was Do another a lot one. Of, are, are there any cryptozoologists that camp out there on a regular basis? I mean, this seems like yeah, the they place They did for to... this, this documentary. Okay. And they said uh, they saw nothing. Okay, good. You know, <laughs> but uh, it's just hard. They hide. 
Yeah. You know, they can right. sense cameras. So, I mean, so the they're like, no, 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 no. And I mean, the fact that they saw nothing proves that they exist. I mean, I think we all know that. There's no doubt about um, it. And then there's also stories of giant red-eyed dogs. There's mm. a story of in the 1970s again of a giant red-eyed dog spotting killing horses outside of a farm. Uh, this, this is, is an, again, all of this stuff is pretty much directly in the center of this triangle. Yeah. Like, there's stuff that happens, like, because they, you know, again, everyone always argues about what the actual boundaries of the triangle is, but it's pretty much all, like, right around the Hockamock Swamp. Right. It's, you see this shit constantly. Um, giant snakes uh it's it's just strange there's just a, there's a lot of weird things going on like weird yeah. ape creatures there's like weird uh, like they were they were talking about another weird creature called the puck mudgee that puck they think what the puck wudgie you're it's, messing it's, up all these easy to say <laughs> names henry what's wrong with yeah, you come on cryptozoological puck wudgie what's hard about this and puck wudgie is a two foot tall indian man like indian in the cupboard oh, like <laughs> indian it's like indian in the, indian the cupboard, cupboard. Yeah. what they do is they're mischievous little men that run around and they'll make you commit suicide and they're right. like fuck with your like because they're they're talking Talking about this is number of unexplained suicides in the Hockamock Swamp. There's this ridge where they also see this ghost woman there all the time. Dude, has anybody seen Captain? What is it? It's not Captain Phillips. General Phillips. General what, Phillips. What's the, what's this Phil? This Phil guy. Wow, King Philip. King Philip. Yeah. Has yeah. anybody seen him? No, no, he's not around. They see Anawan. Okay. They see because there's a place called Anawan Rock that he supposedly haunts. Oh, okay. And there's yeah. another place he called Dighton Rock. Rock. Yeah. yeah. Dighton Rock is particularly interesting because it's. It, it, let me finish Puckwudgie and then we'll oh, okay. go into Dighton Rock, which is uh, yeah. there's so much shit. Yeah. In yeah, yeah. the Bridgewater. And we haven't even gotten to the satanic murders. Well, yet. Which is even which is the good stuff. Yeah. That's the creamy. Well, that's it's the always, creamy center of the Bridgewater Triangle. It's good to start with a nice forty minutes and not the good stuff, yeah. and then we'll squeeze. <laughs> in the good stuff in the final but, three minutes. No, it's just crazy that it all happened in one spot. The Pukwaji would go around and they go like, hey, uh, you got big tits? And they're like, what'd you say? I and they go, hee And he like runs behind the cows. There was I like, like I was watching an episode, this like, this documentary thing of like independent uh, ghost hunters like searching for Pukwajis. And it was just this woman with no teeth smoking a cigarette. She's like, that damn Pukwaji came up. He tugged on my dress. Ran behind the house all giggling like it's the funniest joke he ever did. And I, was just like, I just think that it was a child. I just yeah. think it was just a little boy with a big nose and big fingers. Yeah, so they, yeah they describe big it as like ears. big nose, big ears. Yeah, Smooth gray skin. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, some so, people, then, some of the Pukwudgies are described as uh, smooth and gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one man who said that he saw a four foot tall creature with a pot belly, uh, big eyes, and the face of a chipmunk. Oh, that's kind of adorable. <laughs> little Danny DeVito type. You see, yeah. it sounds adorable in description. It would be adorable in a cartoon, but in real life, that's terrifying. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> thing just going like... They're just joking around, though. Lifting up skirts and things hey like that. Hey there, I, uh, let, me, uh, let me ask. Uh, am I the tiniest Indian you've ever seen? <laughs> you know oh, what? I gotta be going. That's my time. It was insane. Yeah, you are the tiniest, and he's gone. All right, I couldn't even answer. He's puckwudgies. Puckwudgies. Oh. I feel like we could do a whole episode on puckwudgies because a lot of people that say the puckwudgies are all over the country, but the, well, we see that it's just another part of the. It also reminds me of melonheads. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, right. It's a good well, thing to melon call heads. a Native American to get him mad. No, that's uh, not. Don't never never call a Native American a melonhead. No, Jesus. a puckwudgie. No. Oh, a puckwudgie. Get out of here, you thieving puckwudgie. <laughs> Jesus. I don't even know why it's offensive, but I have to say that it is. I'm a lawyer. Well, 
That's the problem. Uh, what are these puck wedgies, though? They do seem uh, similar to trolls and elves and things like that. No, yeah, again, gnomes. another weird mystical story. There's a really, I'll, I, I guess I could read the folklore of where they come from, but it's long Native Maybe American. Maybe we'll dedicate yeah, a whole episode super to puck wedgies. Yeah, yeah, we'll get right. back to puck wedgies and even Native American folklore is keep fucking throwing, great. It, you keep stepping into another area yeah. of the paranormal that the Bridgewater Triangle yeah. has. And, and there's so, also Dighton Rock, which has, yeah. is covered in petroglyphs. Some people say that uh, what is written on this rock could be as far back as thousands of years ago, like Portuguese explorers, Chinese explorers. Uh-huh. There's a big conspiracy theory that the yeah. Chinese found America first. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, I guess set off fireworks here. I don't know what they did here. <laughs> yes. uh, maybe they just didn't want to commit genocide. Yeah. Maybe they landed here and they were like, like oh, oh, all these yeah. people are living here. Well, we can't you know, live here. We're going to go. Yeah. We're going to go back to our beautiful continent. Yeah. Um, So now we're at the creamy center. What did you have for lunch, by the way? Hmm? What did you have for lunch? Matha cakes. (laughs) I had cakes made from matha and torito. Ah. Continue on for me. Wonderful question, Ben. <laughs> I'm glad we stopped the entire show and no. derailed the flow of everything to uh, ask Henry what he had for lunch. These are always compelling questions that always uh, elicit quite uh, emotional answers from Henry. Let's get to this creamy vanilla center. Yes. Uh, so the oh. murders of the bear. Now we get into the real life shit. We get into murders. We get into satanic cults. We get into insane asylums. We get into prison. Uh-oh. There is so much. Let's just start. He's sweating. Marcus is sweating. <laughs> he is. Visibly He's sweating. So just here's up. just a few of like the recent crimes that's been in Bridgewater. One woman was uh, drugged, restrained with wire, and imprisoned in her own home for a month before being rescued in the Spanish... Did she t- deserve it? I mean, you know, she probably didn't. Pull it back, Henry. You're really just fucking going for the gut on this one. It could be. Kind of, maybe, did a puckwudgie save her? Though? That would be adorable if a group of puckwudgies. More get out of here. I save you, but now you come with me to this ledge. Come with me to the ledge. I kick you over the ledge. Ah, puckwudgie oh. wins again. Oh, man. These, these puckwudgies are coming, becoming quite the villains here. In the span of two weeks, and all of this was just last year, by the way. This was last year. All of these recent crimes. These are all last shit that happened last year. Uh, in the span of two weeks, there were two guys in two separate incidents that tried doing suicide by cop. Uh, there was a bomb threat called into the high school. There was a, a model citizen who was exposed as a serial rapist Whoa. who had been on the uh, loose for years. He was disguised. Leave my himself. Cheerios alone. Don't know what that means, Henry. Uh, serial <laughs> rapist. No, you, you did not just you do leave that. my you frosted flakes alone. Oh, oh yeah. the whole podcast is done. Yeah, what? what are you, who are you, Dennis Rader? <laughs> you leave my. You leave <laughs> my. Uh, you leave my oatmeal alone, you rapist. That is the worst <laughs> joke in the history of podcasts. <laughs> this is amazing. Don't edit that out. That has to no, stay. No, in. That's staying. Of course, it's staying. It's in, in the flow now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, yeah, so this guy you. A, a state trooper uh, that he would get, he would tell the people, listen, you're in trouble. You're under arrest. You better get into my car right now. Ugh. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, listeners out there, That's right. unless he shows you a badge and unless you know that he is a cop, do not get in his car. Yeah, he he needs, do not go anywhere with him. The car has to have lights. The car has, has to be a police car. They're never driving a Pontiac. So just <laughs> never get into one. I promise. So that's the recent crime. Let's go back to 1874. Ooh. There's been brutal murders happening, and in fact, there's a lot of murders that happen within families, and a lot of and a lot of bludgeonings. A lot, a lot of people of getting their head bashed open with hammers and rocks. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, there's not a lot of weapons back in the day that are very effective. I mean, nothing's more effective knives than knives and guns. There's yeah, been around no, for I mean, hundreds of years. I mean, there was a uh, you no, know, but come on. In this murder, they used a uh, railroad spike. 
That's a perfect a real railroad. sharp railroad <laughs> spike. Yeah, uh, they found it, there was three people that were murdered. Uh, it was two brothers and a housekeeper, and the person that they eventually uh, that they eventually murdered was uh, William E. Uh, Sturtevant. Sturtevant, uh. the actual nephew of the victims. And here's an inter- here's how he was actually caught uh, when uh, the mur- he was the murder suspect one- number one, and he was ratted out by a parrot. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say... Again, po- again. Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, Pugwaji. Pugwaji. No, the Pugwaji was just next to the parrot going like, Hey, you going to talk about it? Uh, you better... He <laughs> <laughs> slowly sounds like, what is that, Zabulba? <laughs> from that terrible... Hey, you want this live, boy? Yeah. I get you one. Yeah. So the parrot was named Captain Kid. Oh, my goodness. And he was, they brought the parrot in, and the parrot started screaming, murderer, murderer, and then made the sound of a death rattle. (laughs) People think pit bulls will turn on you. Parrot. Not like, not like a parrot. Yeah, parrot. The, yeah, the last episode of the round tip. We talked about mm-hmm. a parrot that fucking ratted on a uh, drunk driver. Yeah, he's drunk. Right. He's drunk. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like, come on, parrot. Mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Of course. You're lucky we didn't make you an hors d'oeuvre yesterday, you <laughs> fucking gross parrot. Dumb parrot. And of course, Sturdivant being browbeaten by the parrot over and over again <laughs> confessed it's to the crime. just the desperate beating of that horrible parrot. <laughs> I would love to see a parrot detective. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're going to talk. You're going to talk indeed. He's got a terrible bedside manner. Yeah. <laughs> Your son is dead. Your son is dead. <laughs> I mean, that would just be so aggravating. I mean, that's the, 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 the irony about the parrot is the more you talk to it, the more words it learns, yeah. and then it can just yeah. use them against you. Yeah. Stop. No, stop talking to a parrot. Yeah, just shut up. Like Treat it like an actual detective. Don't say anything to him. Nothing. Yeah. So 1909, a few years later, Mariano Gennario entered the bedroom where his wife lay in bed. So what is he English? Is he English? Is he Irish? <laughs> the old Mariano Gennario? <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. Mariano, he had just bathed, shaved, and dressed in his finest clothes. Every six months, an Italian must bathe and shave. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> so he walked up to his wife, who was lying in bed next to their infant son, and he said, This is the last of you and me. We've got to die. Hmm. And then he shot her in the but head. But how did it really sound, Marcus? This is the last. No, I thought it was me. No. Oh, this is the last. Uh, this is the last of you and me. We have got to die. They're not always cooking ravioli and rigatoni, guys. Uh, it's a spicy murder. This has been the worst show for accents I have ever heard. Yeah, but it's the most fun. Yeah. I'm not even you sure. See, feel free to be inaccurate. That's yeah. my look. What, yeah. The more inaccurate I am, the more free I feel. Right, right. Well, I'm happy you give yourself that leeway, yeah. Because it's very important for you to give yourself. So in 1879, a fight over potatoes. Every time. Every time uh, led to the massacre of Henry Gunn at the Uh hand of his own son, Justin, who attacked his father with both a screwdriver and a hatchet. Very cool. uh, After his father scolded him over his son's error of putting wet tomatoes in the root cellar. This is the problem. But don't put wet wet potatoes in the root cellars. Do you have to tell somebody? They spud out. They spud out. They start getting spuds all over them. Mold grows. Yeah, you were just, that kid's going to ruin the whole root cellar. That's amazing. Yeah. I hate this damn kid. Yeah, fuck that kid. That's why you don't want to, I'm not having kids. You know? They're going to put lean cuisine you know in the refrigerator. You know if I'm going to have kids? Definitely not having a root cellar. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> Never a root cellar. Frozen pizzas and the goddamn crisper. 
You know, <laughs> that's the that's the modern day equivalent. So one of the most it. recent murders, this one was in uh, 2002, uh, George Nardi, he lived with his... Um, Nardi. <laughs> These are not people. I, I'm, I'm hey, uh, nice to meet you. Your name's Joe Nardi. You know, we're not going to be friends. Ah, uh, well, you know, it's, it's not an uncommon response. <laughs> <laughs> so he lived with his mother, Deborah Bouchard. Uh, uh, he killed her in a fit of that's, rage. That's French for fat butt. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Deborah fat butt just didn't translate very well over here in the States, so it's Bouchard, yes. He killed her in a fit of rage when she refused to make him dinner that night. A lot of food-related murders here, Many huh? food-related murders. I uh, mean, I'll, I'll do one right now. I've, I've yeah. almost been on a food-related murder tangent nine times a week. Yeah. That's right. It, it's horrible to live yes. with. So after he killed his mother, he immediately calls up his brother and leaves a voicemail, and all he says is he's just laughing insanely, and he says, you're not going to be able to spend Christmas with mom this year. <laughs> that, is a, that is a funny joke. That is a, that is a classic joke. I just want to have one opportunity in my life to maniacally laugh yeah. like that. It was just being like, yeah. see you next summer. <laughs> yeah. When I return on vacation. Yes. No one knows why he laughed that way. You could just do that whenever you leave a room. Yeah. And, of course, he uh, lived with his mother's corpse for two weeks. Every time. Oh, Every really? time. Uh, it's just nice to have her around. I miss my mom. You know, yeah. and then you feel bad immediately, and then the whole time you're like, oh, I'm sorry, Mommy, I'm sorry, Mommy, and you keep putting aprons on her and, like, you know, I'm playing with her face and stuff like that. Well, you mm. never know what's going to wake her up. You know, that's the whole thing. I, wake up, mummy. Wake up, mummy. Yeah. Put her Does makeup Does this wake on. you up, mommy? And then eat. Stick your finger up in there. In where? Oh, in her vagina. In her vagina. In your mother's. That's more Gary Ridgeway, but we'll talk about that later. Oh. That's good hint. <laughs> good hint. Uh, and then, uh, this is also last year, uh, authorities found what they said appeared to be partial human remains found in a burning barrel Outside of Bridgewater State Correctional Facility. Now, all no of this is stuff is happening inside. Now, this is just regular murder. Yeah. What about satanic murder? Ooh. Because it goes also, like, we didn't really touch on ghosts. There's there's other ghost activity that's yeah. like, right. there's a, a white lady that's seen on a ridge. Uh, I mean, a, a white dressed lady, and also probably white of skin. Maybe. She's a ghost. She's yeah. Ghost. And yeah. so she was standing up on a ledge, and they see her all the time. That's right outside of Hockamock Swamp. There's mm. also this person known as the red-headed hitchhiker, mm. which is a, a red-headed boy that sits on the the side of the road, you pick him up, and it's like you hear the story often. Oh, he's of a, a man with a beard. It's oh, a man, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, there's a bunch of different stories. Of like, oh. It's like redheaded. Huh. There's like different time periods that he appears, and he's dressed in different styles of clothing. Mm. You'll hear this hitchhiker ghost story all the time of like, you know, drop me over here. This is my home. It's like normally a girl, and she's like, drop you off. Prom and then night. She drops, yeah, and it's prom night. She, she's been dead for seven years, you mm -hmm. know. But this redheaded but dude. I thought I finally had a date to prom. Uh. <laughs> You'll never have a date to prom, and it's because you have braces. Oh, man. You probably should get rid of those braces, though. Um, all cool guys have crooked, despicable teeth. That's right. Get food stuck in them. Yeah, well, I guess I better go get my pliers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Gummy Jones. Gummy. All of his victims. The red Headed hitchhiker would literally again. It's just the, it, what's what we're seeing often in this area is that you'll pick they'll pick up the redheaded hitchhiker and he'll sit and won't respond to you and you'll be driving and he won't respond to you and then he'll turn to you and go <laughs> and then disappear. 
Like a jump scare? Yeah. yeah. Like he's just waiting it out like he's a, the director for Paranormal Activity? Yeah, he's yeah. like Large Marge, but in the passenger seat. But in the passenger seat. Yeah. No, but this is, a, yeah, so again, this is all happening in Bridgewater over the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but the uh, concentration of satanic murders and the majority of the most gruesome murders, or at least where the bodies are found, that is in Falls River State Forest. Now, okay. some people have a theory that, of course, Falls River State Forest is at uh, the middle of some sort of vortex, some sort of evil, evil place, but most people believe that it is because it is near many major metropolitan areas, and it's very secluded, and it's a huge, yeah. it's I think the biggest net, uh, the biggest state park in Massachusetts. Kind of like what we have in Long Island, which is, is yeah, either a serial beaches. killer, it's either a serial killer at work, or it's just, everybody knows that's where you go to dump bodies. No, yeah. you gotta go down to the human dump. Oh, Ruff, they, Ruff, the did you drop dump. Veronica off at the human dump before yeah, you got home? But the best part, you know, they got a Dunkin' Donuts over there. No Indians. I love going to that place. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you go over there. You, know, you, you, know, mm-hmm. you got Gino's. You got to hit Gino's. You got to hit mm-hmm. Domino's. You hit Benito's. It's all over there. <laughs> Isn't that something? A lot of O's there, huh? <laughs> Very. I mean, if you're a kid, this is the place to go do a satanic ritual, though, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is where to it's go. It's got the history. Uh, yeah, it's like you go you to go. Nashville to do country music. That's right. So the biggest, I mean, <laughs> the most brutal satanic murder of them all was Carl, the perpetrator. His name was Carl Drew, or as I'll get to in a second, the supposed perpetrator. He was a pimp and self-proclaimed devil worshiper. Hell yeah. And these people made the distinction. They did not say that they were Satanists. They said they were devil worshippers. Okay, which, and what's the difference? Uh, Satanists believe that you, that's Satanist, the yeah. that's the elevated atheism. That's the funny right. way of saying you're an atheist. You, but you also you just believe in like I have my own territory. I protect mm-hmm. my own territory. I also respect that you have territory. And it's it's a it's an individualist mentality where just devil lead, worshiping is like yeah. the it's like the they want to go to a big they want to summon the devil and they yeah. think that he's a monster that you can conjure. So if you're gonna play the board game Risk, don't play it with Satanists because everyone's just gonna hang out. Yeah, like, your land is your land, my land is my land. Yes. But you play with some devil worshippers, and war happens. I think Satanists will still just play Risk. It's just a game. It's a game. It is a game, but you it's know, very real. There's too. rules of the game. You well, can play the game. we're about to go to another war here, so. Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some Texas Pete sriracha sauce. And I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST. 24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. 
Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You know, let's not get into all <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, this is not <laughs> Abe Lincoln's podcast or whatever your, your fucking... <laughs> Your other political aware one. Mm -hmm. So Drew was on the trial for the February 1980 murder of Karen Marsden, a Fall River prostitute whose skull and other remains were found in the wooded area of uh, Westport in April of the same year. Mm -hmm. Uh, While he was on trial for Marsden's murder, he was also under indictment for the October 79 killing of Doreen uh, Levesque. This guy Mm -hmm. was said to have killed three women. Uh, Prosecutors, they claim that Drew was uh, called himself the son of Satan, cool. uh, and he killed the second girl because she was present at the murder of the first girl. Oh, yeah, now, you got to turn around. You know, you just yeah, can't see yeah. that. You got to save your eyes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Every time I see something mm-hmm. that looks vaguely like a crime, I just wrap my head in a scarf. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I didn't see nothing. 
you know? So the star witness of the whole thing, her name was Robin Murphy. She was an 18-year-old prostitute. She made a deal with the prosecution in exchange for her testimony. She would gain immunity from any and all crimes related to the Carl Drew case, which will prove to be very fucking intelligent later on. Uh, She said that she killed Marsden and was possessed by Satan when she murdered the young woman. So with Carl Drew, they were going for more of a Manson defense. And that the girl wasn't, I mean, much unlike Manson, uh, they did not hold the girl responsible for the murder. Yeah, basically saying that yeah, yeah, he ordered her to murder him, but he didn't do anything himself. Yeah, and so uh, Mm. at the trial, Murphy said that she, Drew, and two others had driven to, uh, had driven this girl to the wooded area of Westport. They got out out of the car and Murphy started dragging Marsden through the woods by her throat and hair being very rough with the woman uh, she also told Marsden to give Murphy a ring she was wearing but she said no I'm not giving it away so Drew took her hand and cut her fucking finger off gotta get that to ring, get the ring. gotta I mean, get that you know, ring just give the guy the ring every kiss begins with K Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Every kiss because it's cutting off your finger to get that ring to give to the lady that you love. So he uh, then after that, uh, she started screaming to God, so the God will punish you. Marsden or Drew gets angry, grabs her by the hair, and just starts whipping her head on the ground until her throat. She hears a crack, her neck breaks. Hmm. Uh, Drew handed her the knife. Uh, she cut the girl's throat, and here's what the prosecutor said. Uh, prosecuting attorney said, "Like prosecuting the prosecuting." <laughs> he says, "And what did?" you do she responded cut her throat and then after that drew tore her head from her body she said that he just yanked it and then kicked the head off into the woods oh they should have put it on a spike like that uh, mr phil character did he bend it like beckham (laughs) 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 just a spanish announcer just yells how long has that guy been sitting up there so after, 25 years. <laughs> and so after he pulls the head off, he carves an X in the victim's chest okay. and then grabs blood, walks up to the girl who was testifying and draws an X on her forehead while he was talking in some forgotten language that she had no idea what he was saying. Well, he was called gobbledygook? Gibberish? Probably. Uh, and, of course, she talked about seances that they mm-hmm. had, that he would use the same uh, weird speech. She said that uh, she attended 10 cult meetings, uh, and of which two of those cult meetings, uh, people were killed. Uh, and he said, she said, the killing of Doreen Levesque was an offering of the soul of Satan, and so was the killing of Miss Marsden. Now, there's oh, also yeah. a, a story of a, a satanic cult being blamed in a bunch of cattle mutilations yeah. in the all throughout the Bridgewater area, where mm-hmm. they found these these cattle all cut up and like yeah. basically like displayed out and kind of not like aliens because aliens they're always like their anuses are cored out and their faces are like laser cut out and their f- eyes are laser cut out. Anuses. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, for a moment, I thought that was like part of the eye for a cow. I was like anus. I never heard. I was like anuses. Oh, he's being an asshole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, you were just thinking like, boy, Henry's so smart. Yeah, is that by like the retina these, or the never? He knows all these yeah. things. Never. Uh, but they do and that's, that's satanic. And then Tonton State Hospital, right? Was what's the I name mean, of the there's, a, there's one more pretty brutal murder. All right, let's uh, do it. That some say is linked to this actual crime uh, because Drew he maintains that uh, he didn't commit any of these murders, and in mm-hmm. fact, it was the girl who testified against him. And and there's another investigator that worked on a lot of these satanic cases, and he believes that the girl was the perpetrator of the murders as well. Yeah, and she and was, he was able, just kind of a part. 
part of it, and he showed up, and he was just yeah. like, "Oh, it's hot," because he thought that she's like she was a hot Satan chick, but right. then they ended up being actual Satan chick. I mean, mm-hmm. Patsy Klein was right. It is difficult to be a lady unless you're on charges for murder, because then you just immediately get off. They're always like, "Girl, do you not want to do it? Do you just want to testify against the guy, even though yeah. you've admitted to killing three? I'd actually <laughs> really like that. So okay. thanks. Yeah. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> you're an, cute. And there was another undercover cop that said that he had gone to a Satanist meeting in an apartment in Falls River, and that both Drew and Murphy were there. He said there were strange chants, "Hail Satan!" announcements. Yeah. Uh, when they said when <laughs> Satan was supposed to enter, was the there room. dip? <laughs> I'm That's sure there was dip. Like, I mean, like, but who brings it? You know, who's just like, oh, guys, I brought my artichoke dip, you know? Yeah. Hail Satan. Lo- hail, hail, hail Satan. Yeah, hail Satan. I would love to see Rodney forget the dip. He's like, oh, no, I, I'm always Cut his that. balls off. It's like, oh, no, no. Well, you're the dip now. Uh, so this other murder was this girl, uh, Mary Lou Aruda. She was a 15-year-old uh, cheerleader. Uh, mm. She was found tied to a tree, badly decomposed. Mm. Uh, she had been there about two months. Uh, and this, the guy that killed uh, her. Did they have a pinata party? They did not have a pinata party. I'm not party. sure, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't say. That's I cool mean, when you cut open a girl, you tie a girl to a ceiling and you cut her open looking for candy. And they're like, oh, there's no candy in here, just organs. Yeah, there's organs, never candy in yeah. the little girl. Yeah. No. And then you've been in a relationship with a girl for about seven <laughs> years. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, haven't gotten to that pinata party yet. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> there is a, a, a lot of instances of people being tied to trees in uh, Falls River State Forest. There's a lot of trees. It's exactly. a forest. Yeah, but yeah. That, you don't see that a lot in... Uh, uh, other place like you don't hear about that a lot like that seems i mean it's not exclusive to this place but yeah. it definitely it shows up enough where it is but it's like how they call looking at sandwiches hoagies <laughs> over there you know mm. what i mean they call subs hoagies so you know they tie people to trees over there it's boston when in boston when in boston eat a hoagie and tie a chick to a tree <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> and this guy, uh, this guy who was accused of these murders, he also maintained that he was being set up by a satanic cult. And here's where it gets interesting Ooh. when you start getting into the satanic elitism of Massachusetts, is that he had requested that there were certain files be made public about satanic ritual abuse because he was tried four different times for this murder. Uh, but the Mosin judge, who was also his trial judge, denied his motion to release these so records. So you're saying he's a Satanist and that's why it's not because there was no evidence. That, you know, <laughs> right. there was no, there was like yeah. no actual like pic, there was no group photo of the, the Satanic cult. There was no like the yeah. members charter. There was no newsletter. So he just did he just got let off because there was no evidence. It's yeah. because he's a Satanist. Yeah. Okay. Because the judge is true. Satanist. Then that's real. Yeah. The judge is the, the Satanist. Judge is the judge is it's the all Satanist. the Kennedys yeah, are doing this. Yeah, we all know that the yeah. judges and the higher ups and the higher echelons of government are all part of a Satanist conspiracy, otherwise known as the elitist satanic complex, which we'll get to even deeper. In another episode. At, in another yeah. episode. It's also known possible. as the government. <laughs> the government. And there's all sorts of other satanic stuff. Like they find uh skulls out there, they find six six sixes painted on trees. That's just yeah. kids being having fun though. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, does it's seem just like kids, kids having, having fun. fun. But it's all concentrated in the same area. I, and I, there's a, there is that sort of debate. Is it the area or is it like the chicken and egg scenario? Is that mm-hmm. like, does the reputation help like make like people come to commit crimes there and then again we were talking about the expectant reality where you show up and you That's expect right. to see stuff because yeah. you know it's haunted you know it's an evil place and it has this really weird history mm-hmm. I don't know absolutely I mean I feel you like know you got something gotta... to it obviously people are seeing something and there's like, over I mean, and over again the, it is the house for it's like you you play football in a football stadium you know 
So yeah. you'd be like, oh, there's always football going on because it's like they built a stadium for football. Yeah, yeah. It's so a it's like they built these woods for demonic, for demonic possession. Yeah, yeah. Although there is some argument to be made for putting negative energy out there. I yep, believe definitely. in that yeah, entirely, yeah. especially since the Bridgewater Triangle is home to a maximum security prison, mm. uh, a prison for the criminally insane, which will also got, got wrapped in satanic practices. Yeah. Right? Well, Tauntaun State Hospital is completely different from the uh, Institute for the Criminally Insane, which I love. Tauntaun, that they even say that i've never seen a place that's called an institute for the criminally insane anymore it's I think amazing it's great yeah. Yeah. i would love to be it's in a place wonderful. like that they gotta they, they gotta like, they should just change the whole trajectory and just put a theme park there yeah. the water park <laughs> I mean, like even it, out. it does seem like it does seem like they're just throwing every single negative cliche thing about the world that we live in, in just, there, um, yeah, yeah. Like, just in this triangle yeah. just put it there yeah tauntaun state hospital originally known as the state lunatic asylum yeah, uh, yeah. it's still wow. there it's still operating also, Formerly known as the Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. organized pen. That's the Bongo Bongo House. Yeah. Uh, Why is play- it called the Bongo Bongo House? Because everybody in there is Bongo Bongo. <laughs> Do you guys ever think we should change the name? Because it just leads to people being very insensitive about the uh, medical conditions, about our mentally insane Fuck people. Fuck you, Jermaine. All right. So the place is still open. Although not all of the buildings are open, they kept a few of the buildings open. For now, it is a juvie hall. Oh, that's good. That's mentally, where you put the kids. Yeah, put them in there. I hope, I hope there's not a bunch of ghosts and lunatics in there. Yeah, that they it's have a to home for violently, uh, violent, mentally ill children. It reminds me of the kid. What was that? Sometimes they come back. That yeah. Stephen King movie. Yeah, yeah, like, that one was great. Nothing but greasers in leather jackets go into this <laughs> damn uh, reform school. Yeah, the beginning of American Horror Story season two, where it's just like you know Chloe Sevigny's everywhere, just going like, "You want to fuck me? I'll fuck you." <laughs> and then like guys mm. just being like, "Hey, you better not touch my water bottle because." It's full of my semen. Ah, I got away from me. Flipping a quarter. Uh, so you're you're so people you you were upset. People were drinking your water. So you, it's my water so you, semen. So you came in it, but but you're drinking it. Oh, you bet I am. So, yeah, I, I, I like locally produced water. Well, that is just your own it's, semen. It's local. It's local to me. That is your own cum you're drinking. So it said that satanic rituals were also held in the basement of Tauntaun State Hospital. Again, they said, why not? They said that the mm-hmm. staff performed these satanic rituals on the patients. They say there are unexplained markings on the wall. And at night, they say that there is a shadow man who haunts the halls of Tauntaun State Prison. Very fun. Or not yeah. state prison, Tauntaun uh, Hospital for the Mentally Ill. Well, it could just be a janitor that nobody knows his name. You know what I mean? Yeah, that could be the shadow that. man. Uh, yeah. man. Let's just call him a shadow, shadow man. man. That's yeah, shadow man. Yeah, that's shadow man. Come on, shadow man. Also held a very famous inmate. It held Jane Tupan, okay. uh, who was a female serial killer, killed at least 31 people. She was the one that said, I wanted to kill more people, helpless people, than any other man or woman who ever lived. She was a, a nurse. Oh, yeah. oh so that's a good that's a good job to get into. Great, certainly not like a soldier. You know no. what I mean? There's yeah. like things you could do. Well, I mean, women uh. weren't allowed to be on the front lines. You know, the front lines of her war were uh, in the nurse <laughs> uh, category of life. And uh, uh. if you do want to be a serial killer, as a matter of fact, countless serial killers. There's uh, with the the doctor over there in uh, in the UK who killed seventy seven people. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shipman, uh, yeah. I mean, being a nurse is a great. It's, it's a, a perfect way to kill people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, very also, it's a boring way to kill people though. You just give them a bunch of morphine. Yeah, but and it's they about die, just but... killing people. That's what it's about. These are yeah. not people that are like you know turning them into like human mannequins. You know what I mean? Right, They're not right. like yeah, trying to make dolls that look like their mother out of them. They're just wanting to see them go. <gasps> 
thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also the Bridgewater, uh, the Bridgewater State Hospital for the criminally insane that held Albert DeSalvo, uh, yeah, the Boston Strangler. Boston. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, there's and then there's also the Old Colony Correctional uh, Center, which in a state I didn't know this, Massachusetts has more prison inmate suicides than any other state, hmm. and out of that. Prisoners at Br- Old Colony Correctional in the Bridgewater Triangle are three times more likely to commit suicide. I than mean, they're also in Boston. Anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Massachusetts is a bad state. I mean, it's a rough place to yeah. be, and especially yeah. when you're in the loony bin like that. Yeah. <laughs> one guy hung himself. No, these are. This is just a, a prison. Just this, this is a normal yeah, this prison. Is just normal. Yeah. Uh, one guy hung himself by a bed sheet six months earlier. Another inmate took a razor to his femoral artery and neck. Uh, more recently, another one ca- suffocated himself with a plastic bag. Uh, another one hung himself after being denied his antipsychotic. Well, that's uh, the problem. Is he was denied his antipsychotic yeah. medication? Yeah. and it seems like that's the thing you got to yeah. take all the time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Otherwise, you're psychotic. <laughs> Uh, yeah. This is the anti-psychotic. And here's some it other... It seems like this, uh, the, whole, the whole prison is like run by Dan Aykroyd's character where he was just selling like a bag... It's a bag of glass for the kids to play with, you know? It, it, how are they getting razor blades? And, and it was, maybe we should stop making our bed sheets into nooses before we give them to yeah, all the prisoners. Yeah, just like, yeah they, we have to cancel that noose tie in class yeah. in the adult education section of the prison. Well, I just thought it was important they learned a craft. <laughs> And here's some other weird, like, this is just kind of like, to wrap it up a little bit, here's some very strange, other strange small things from the Bridgewater Triangle. One, three of P.T. Barnum's most famous circus freaks came from the Bridgewater Triangle. Really? And they're all well-adjusted. Including, oh, yeah. including Tom Thumb and uh, the human skeleton. Yeah, which is just a skinny guy and a short guy. Yeah. Well, no, Tom Thumb, he was like a foot and a half tall, and the human skeleton was super skinny. Like Very was, Maybe it was a puckwudgie. <laughs> maybe that's what we're talking about. Oh, oh my there's God. a whole fucking village in the oh, no. Come see the puckwudgie down here at the local crazy tent. Uh, uh, in 1906, the bones of a giant were discovered in Middleborough. There were no Kissels over there, right? No Kissels. No, the Kissels hadn't landed here yet. <laughs> no, the Kissels, you, the Kissels are still ramping up to the 1940s. <laughs> well, <laughs> back in Germany. And the yeah, jokes. Living the fat life. Yeah. You know, just like drinking champagne out of a Jew's skull. <laughs> uh, well, a, a Jewish person's skull, please. Thank uh, you. In a Bridgewater Triangle, they found uh, alligators, seals, emus, peacocks, seals. cows, moose, bears, panthers, and mountain lions. Interesting. Yeah, quite a menagerie out there. That's, yeah, that's amazing. It's like a zoo. It's like Michael Jackson's house over there. <laughs> is this what that movie was about? We bought a zoo? Is that what this is all about? The Bridgewater um, Triangle? So this is just, if you, in terms of concentrated activity. I've got, I've got more. Oh, all right, okay. here we go. The Bridgewater Triangle is host to the world's only shovel museum. Shovel Museum? Jesus uh-huh. Christ. Oh, that should be you. down in Washington, D.C. for how much BS they're making down there. <laughs> you know, they're piling it on. Uh, that's a, what, what do you learn at the Shovel Museum? Things about shovels. All right, this Proper here. technique. This right here, this is a bird seed shovel. If there happens to be piles of bird seed, you'd use a bird seed shovel. This it looks just here. like the snow shovel. This looks like a chair, but in fact, it's a shovel. It's called a chair shovel. And over here, this is the Brenda Whitman shovel. It's That's a woman. From that, no, this is, yeah, her name is Brenda Whitman, but she can carry a lot in her big arms. She's a quite the shovel. So you just look at everything and call it a shovel. Yeah, is that you're what quite a good-looking shovel you got out here on your shirt. There, you know, I am a person. I paid good money. 
money to come here, and I don't want to become no, a shop. Kinda, I need you. We got a couple of heaps of stuff that we need to transport from one heap to another, and you're quite, they're just a shovel I've been looking for. It's like a terrible <laughs> version of the movie Waxworks. Where <laughs> it's just like you go to like the food area, and it's just like shovels filled with iced coffee and stuff, and like people are getting all over themselves, and really like, you know, I'm really into the novelty of it, but I just keep cutting my lips on the sharp edges of these yeah. shovel cups. It's just impractical to use a shovel for everything. Um, anyway. But not everything that has come from the Bridgewater Triangle has been horrible. See, Shovel Museum. Well, no, there's still one so more funny. thing that is fantastic that we can all appreciate. The Bridgewater Triangle is home to the chocolate chip cookie. Chocolate oh, chip cookie. Yeah. Which was weird. invented in the happiest of accidents. How was, what was the accident? There were just some chocolate fell and some dough. And I was, a, trying, a, a to murder, I was trying to murder my family, but I accidentally, but I, you know, I'm a baker and I accidentally, while I was looking for the big knife, I, mm. I, I swept a bunch of chocolate chips into some old dough I had. And it. I said, oh, I God, really yeah. messed it up, but you know, the cookies had to get made. Boy, I really puck wedgied this one up, guys. Oh. Oh, man. Get out of here, Puck Wudgie. And it's just like, he's just carrying, he's like, you wearing a chocolate chip as a hat? I'm going to make you a shovel, Puck Don't Wudgie. take my hat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Get out of here, Puck Wudgie. Get out of here, Puck Wudgie. And I believe we have to get out of here we with this. Okay, so that's well, the Bridgewater yeah. Triangle. It's an incredible story. Look up the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. They have a mini documentary on YouTube. It's really interesting. Look at all the dumb shit that's attached to it. Mm. I love the local paranormal ghost like guys getting together and searching for it from Boston. All just if a Puck Wudgie watches a mini documentary, do they think it's a full no, documentary? Because <laughs> <laughs> they do time so it's differently. It's just a tiny. bunch of people with malformed Bodies. Yeah, uh, it's That's a medical condition. Nice. It's a medical like everything. Oh, yeah. Like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sad. Um, all right, everybody. Well, thank yeah, you. Join the Facebook group. That's yeah. right. And then that's uh, Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm Ben Kissel. And that's Henry Loves You on Twitter. So that's kind of nice. Following. Um, yeah. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Alkeen. Hail me! And uh, what? Magustalations. Magustalations. That's right. Hey, go frump yourself, ladies. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm, Just don't even look at me. <laughs> Emmy award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life how much i need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as i wake up and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors big and small some people are presidents some people are soldiers some people have to eat mayonnaise especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what i eat for lunch but i guess i should share that in therapy because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. 
I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod.